It's time for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group with certified financial planners Kevin Corhorn, Mike Bernard, and Josh Gregory. The Wise Money Show is brought to you by the attorneys at South Bank Legal, First State Bank, Diane Bennett and the Inspired Homes Team, and Bethel University Adult and Graduate Studies. Welcome to another episode of the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group, where every week we're helping you take your next wise step in your financial life. Thanks for being with us. My name is Mike Bernard. I am your host. I'm also one of the certified financial planners on the show right here with me in the KFG studios. We're missing Josh today. Still just me and Kevin, but Kevin Corhorn, founder of Corhorn Financial Group and fellow CFP. Yeah, so it's supposed to be the most wonderful time of the year. You can hear the song right now in the background, but for many people, it's the most stressful time of the year when it comes to your finances. So we're going to solve this today and help you put in place some habits to permanently relieve the holiday financial stress and put the joy back in this season. I just I, f- I feel warm and kind of fuzzy right now. Good. What's in your cup there? Oh, coffee. I thought maybe it was like hot chocolate or some, you know... Pumpkin spice uh, something? No? Nope. Nope. Straight, just straight up coffee. So, all right. If you have questions, we're definitely going to hit some questions from fans of the show in the second half of the program. Reach out to us. You can do so. Call or text 574-222-2000. That's 574-222-2000. Online, wisemoneyshow.com. You can submit questions right there on the right. Most of the questions come to us on social media. Go wherever you are on social media. Just search The Wise Money Show, and you can engage with us there. You can leave questions. A lot of them come on the YouTube channel. Check it out or go to Facebook, wherever, and leave questions that way. So, all right. What's the, what are, what's the biggest stressor around Christmas or around the holidays for you, Kevin? Well, um, do you want my list? <laughs> the, yeah. How, how about a top 10 here? No, I, I think there are, there are a number of... Stressors. The one of the things that it, it, for me I find personally stressful is that we we lead a fairly full life, and when you get to the holidays, then you also have the Christmas party and the, you know the the you have to go see your family and this and that other thing. And it, even though it's a pretty sweet time of the year, it it can be stressful. All that running around. All that running that. around. And yeah. then the, the thing that, that kind of compounds that is if you have dietary restrictions or you're trying to be careful or you're you're trying to not, you know, have your own zip code, then you, you say, well, hey, I, I got to be careful here. And I'm, I am going into the devil's lair here yeah. because there's going to be all kinds of amazing food that I love to eat. And it does all these amazing things in my brain when I eat those things. And I, it's not my food anymore. It wouldn't, isn't, this, isn't this like almost an oxymoron to say, I mean, the, the best thing about the season is spending time with family. But I mean, I, you could just sum up for me the most stressful time of the season part of the season is family (laughs) like it just it just is it's just family means a lot of whole a lot of people and some of them give me great joy and some of them great stress yeah we'll just just leave it at that well no i I mean with with family there's in and there's all dysfunction yeah there's all kinds of things it you know the the if you say stressor and family because it it could be the, the family that's not there this year. Right. And you say, hey, last year they were here, and this yeah. year it's not. So it's it that might be stressful, but you might still be 
doing some grieving and have some grief work to do there. Or there might be a family member that you don't have a great relationship with and you kind of almost know that they're going to do a certain way. And so you find yourself listening to Dr. Laura Schlesinger reruns over and over and over again about how to deal with these people in your life. And so it, it is it is a little bit uh, challenging just on the relational side. It, it, you know, it's interesting because I was thinking about this. Uh, we did a, a show about the five professionals that you need in the six areas of your financial life. But the, your financial life is just one area yeah. of your whole life. That's right. And so we're talking about, fin- really, this is a show about financial planning, so we're talking about financial stressors tied into the holidays. But when we talk about stressors, it's not, it, yeah. it, we don't, you don't lead with financial because that's really, those aren't the biggest ones. Those aren't the biggest ones. However, this time of year, it is, it's supposed to be a joyous time of year, but financially, it's a lot of pressure actually. And and a lot of, a lot of stressors. And I sort of thought through, there's three big ones uh, this time of year. And the very first one, I think we can all relate to, and that is the, the financial stress of of buying gifts and, 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 you know, that's a, you don't buy that. You don't spend that much on gifts every month of the year. It's just a lot right at one time. And that can be very stressful. Let me tell you, I I did, this is true, 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 true story. Okay. And, uh, I, I, and I did a whole video about this on the YouTube channel. So you can go check that out. How to, how to avoid stress around the holidays forever. But here's what happened. I mean, Cindy and I got married, and I, I mean, Cindy is an unbelievable person. I'm so fortunate, and we are a great fit together. And when it came to Christmas, I grew up where we were definitely middle class. We, we I mean, always had plenty, but we didn't have a lot of gifts around Christmas. And nothing, my parents are just very simple. They never wrapped anything either, which I always thought <laughs> that was the thing. No, people actually unwrap presents. Nope, not my, my folks. They never wrapped anything. And so, um, so we just, we had plenty and we had gifts, but we didn't have a lot. And my wife's family was the opposite. They had a lot of gifts, lots, like it was like laughable at times. And, and now, you know, we tease each other, but you can imagine we got married December 2nd. You can imagine how a financial advisor felt in this situation. Our first Christmas, let's just say, wasn't great because here I am so frugal and I'm watching and we're, you know, just starting our life together. So finances are even tighter than, you know, than, than typical. And it was a stressor. She wants to be very generous and I'm feel like I'm always saying no. And was there joy in that? No, no, there was not. And there was, the tendency to have some pretty blowout arguments. And so after that experience, after that Christmas, we got together and and it t- did take us talking about it. And so that might be one of the, your roadblocks, but what do we want? We want to shower our loved ones generously, but we also want to avoid financial ruin and financial mistake, regret. So we came up with a plan of, all right, well, how much do we think we'll spend on Christmas? What's the right amount? And it's more than what I would have chosen, but it's a number that we could agree on. And we just divided that by 12. And ever since then, 06, automatically set that money aside into a delayed spending account. So then November 1st, right at, it's always the day after Halloween. I just, I look in the bank. Okay, that money's there. Here's Cindy. 
here's how we get, you know, here's the amount, you divvy it up, we'll figure it out. And that's it. And we stay within that system. Yeah. And this is a, this is a very different time. I, when I was growing up, a big Christmas was you got a matchbox car, an orange, and three pairs of underwear. <laughs> and it was, it was a pretty big deal, right? And, um, and Aunt Ruby would give you a Christmas card with uh, two quarters taped into the card. Mm-hmm. And you could feel the card. You could feel the quarters. And you're like, sweet, sweet. I got some yeah, money here. Dime story, yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's, it, it's very different because back then, I, and I don't fully understand it, but it, it seemed like there were, there were much more you were dealing with practical things and needs, whereas now, for the most part, a lot of folks are just dealing with wants. Yeah, it's like, just what wants. Do, what, what do I want? Are you, so what do you get for the, the, the person who has everything? Maybe not everything, but they don't, they, they don't necessarily need something. They, there's not something that if they had this, their life would be dramatically different. Like mm-hmm. getting underwear for Christmas made my life better yeah. uh, back then. Uh, now it would just uh, add to the drawer. But what's the thing that, uh, that Leonard has to tell Sheldon and Big Bang Theory, it's a social construct, so you just have to do it. Like it, even though you'd say, "Well, these people have everything," you still have to. You still got to get a present for your niece and nephew, and so how can you do that without breaking the bank or making this financially, you know, super stressful? Figure it out. How much is the right amount? Divide it by twelve and have have it automatically saved up. I'm going to tell you more about that. That's our three bank account system, and then hit the other financial stressors so that you can have a joyous season. That more coming up on the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. One of the big financial stressors right now is supposed to be the most wonderful time of the year, but for many, it is the most financially stressful time of the year. We're helping you permanently permanently solve that right now. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name is Mike Bernard. Here with me in the KFC studios, Kevin Corhorn. Every episode of the Wise Money Show is on the YouTube channel. Go check it out. Go to YouTube, search the Wise Money Show, subscribe to it there, and you can leave comments and questions. If you like the content, give us that thumbs up as well. We appreciate that. All right. So we're talking about the three big holiday Christmas financial stressors. First one is buying all those gifts and all of that splurging for wants as opposed to needs for many people. And really, it's a three bank account system that helps solve that. We're going to get into that a little bit more. Let's talk about the second one. Imagine, imagine this scenario. It's going to be hard to do so, but imagine the scenario where you're working, you're working, you're working. And then around the end of the year, you have your annual performance review. And it's not a performance review. It's just, you know, you sit down and you find out how much your bonus is and you find out if you're getting a raise and how much. Imagine the scenario. You get this raise or this bonus every single year like clockwork. And so you you get this genius idea and say, well, I know. I know what this pandemic needs. We're getting a pool. We're getting a pool <laughs> in our backyard. Yep. And you put the down payment down. You've got it ready. And you how are we going to swing that financially? Ah, the Christmas bonus. The Christmas bonus. Don't worry. We well, I've already said yes to the pool. It's in. It's in the works. But I'll use the Christmas bonus, and you find out you don't get a bonus. They, someone should make a movie about that. 
What you doing, Eddie? That's right. This is exactly Clark Griswold. It's exactly what happens financially. Has it ever been stressful when you go to that annual review and you realize, oh, I'm not getting that bonus this year, or I didn't get that raise, or the bonus is very different? This is one of the reasons why here at Corhorn Financial Group, there's no big Christmas bonuses here because it just makes everything confusing and messy. It really does. But let me tell you a story because this is real. Clark Griswold, you know, the uh, you can get those moose-shaped uh, eggnog glasses now. Wow. So, yeah, that's pretty good. Pretty good. And so not everyone has a cousin, Eddie, um, but the Clark Griswold story is real. Whoops. <laughs> and uh, let me tell you about a friend, my, my friend Joe. He, uh, we've been doing financial planning for him and his wife. Uh, they live up in Michigan. And he gets a bonus every year around the holidays. And it's a meaningful bonus. It's intended to be a meaningful bonus, around 20 grand every year. And then usually you get to raise at that time as well. And I'm not kidding. And we always plan for it. What would you do and so on? But we built their financial life where they're making progress and doing the right things. And the bonus is always an accelerator of the progress they're already making. It's not the progress itself. And guess what happened this year? We did our call. He said, yeah, you know, blah, 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 pandemic, we're as busy as ever, but our company did do a 30% cut to our staffing, and there was no bonus this year, and there was no raise. Mm. Devastating. Mm-hmm. No, not for them. Not yeah. for them. They, it would, they didn't even skip a beat. Disappointing? Sure. But financially, no, they were still making progress, no problem at all. And the entire discussion wasn't focused on this one unfortunate circumstance. It was more so just, hey, FYI, no bonus this year. Could you imagine expecting and getting a $20,000 bonus every single year and then one year it doesn't show up? Financial planning totally dissolved that issue. It mm. totally did. Mm. Unfortunate, yes, but we can't control the pandemic. He can control how good he does at his job and the effort he puts in, all that. You can't control the pandemic. And so he's making, they are making financial progress in their life. And the bonus was just icing on the cake and it wasn't there this year. Oh, big deal. Mm-hmm. Don't have, have that same approach in your finances. Yeah, absolutely. And, and this is where you want at all times, a couple of things. You want your finances to be decisionable, but you also want your contingency plans to be in place. And that's where they, we have strategies that help with that. But it takes it can take a little while to build these and build layer upon layer upon layer of contingency plan that doesn't cost you anything. So you're not giving up something in order to have these these kind of protections and and various layers. So if the if the first layer is penetrated, you you're you know the second layer is going to hold, or the third layer, or whatever. Yeah. So okay. So let me let me give you the backdrop here. Um, so there's six areas to your financial life. There's six areas to everyone's financial life, okay? You've got your present financial position. You've got protection planning. You've got your tax planning. That's different than tax preparation. Tax planning is proactive work. Investment planning. Retirement and college planning. And then estate planning. Now, let me give you this example, this scenario with Joe. Real-life scenario. Change the name to protect the innocent, but real-life scenario. The, the bonus and the raise is present financial position. So that's cash flow. But there is a goal in there of building up their emergency fund to $20,000. That was their goal. And getting their mortgage on a, on a pace where they could have it paid off in 10 years. Okay. 
Well, had we had he not gotten the bonus a few years ago, that would have been very hard because that's what we used to help get the emergency fund fun, fully funded and helped get some equity and get make some progress on the mortgage. We'd already done those things. And so so it was a it, this reduced income in present financial position, but didn't but we were already on pace for those goals. Great. Second, protection plan or uh, yeah, protection planning. He's got delayed spending in place. So for their life insurance, they set money aside all throughout the year. So this missing this bonus didn't mean they didn't they were they were gonna miss a life insurance payment. No, that's automatic. And same with the HSA. They fund the HSA automatically out of every paycheck. So losing this bonus didn't throw them, didn't derail them there. He sets up his 401k to max out throughout the year. A lot of people have their bonus max out their 401k. And, and that works for a lot of people. He didn't. He had it max out regardless. So the bonus, no problem. You know, lower income, so less tax, right? Same, I already mentioned the investment planning was already you know, maxing the 401k and same with retirement. We weren't relying on this bonus to get us to retirement. He was told there was no um, cash balance pension contribution this year. So that impacts retirement a little bit, but he's still saving what he's supposed to even without this bonus. And then estate planning, I would say this bonus probably doesn't influence the estate plan, but you could see it just influenced five out of the six areas of their financial life, but they were already on track. They had the clarity and confidence of where they stood. And so you get the surprise, this potentially disastrous surprise, no $20,000 bonus this year, and they're able to take it in stride. That might not be you. So don't listen to this example, envious or even angry. Um, you can take the right small step in your life. Again, had this happened a couple of years ago, it would have been more financially challenging, much more. But through our coaching, I would have you know helped them make the most of it and figure out what to do. But, but don't have any regrets as you listen to this saying, gosh, I'm not in that situation. Gosh, that would be devastating for me. Just take your right next step. Take your right next step. That could be sitting down with a certified financial planner to talk about, all right, what steps do you need to put in place or what things do you need to start doing to be on track for your goals? And this is a great time to be thinking about that as well. I, I like the end of the year because it, it, it's a time to reflect back on what's happened this year. Most people want to probably forget a lot of what happened in 2020. <laughs> but you look back and say, hey, what happened? And, and what did I learn? How, how am I better? How am I better equipped to face 2021 because of what happened in 2020? And we talk about that as far as what's the area that we help people most in their financial life. And, and this present financial position piece is, is foundational. It is. It is. And that leads to sort of the last, the, the third big stressor that I see, that we see in your finances over the holidays. And it is very similar to the, uh, the, the, the presence in the first one. So we're going to talk about that in the three bank account system. That and more coming up on the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Has COVID and uh, and quarantines and all this sort of stuff, has it interrupted your travel plans? Are you looking at your finances saying, gosh, we don't have to buy plane tickets this year? That's kind of nice. 
We're actually talking about how to relieve the financial stress of the holidays. We're talking about that right now. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name's Mike Bernard. Here with me in the KSG Studios, Kevin Corhorn. Every episode of the Wise Money Show is on uh, is on um, podcast. That's what I was struggling to say. It's on podcast. Podcast, of course. So check it out on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Check it out. And just search Wise Money Show, subscribe to it, do me a favor, and rate the show there. We appreciate that. And uh, check it out there. Okay, so we're talking about the how, how, how can you bring more joy to the holiday season? Less financial stress, more joy. This is part of the reason why we say, I mean, comprehensive financial planning is life-changing, life-giving. Imagine... Imagine if you are not stressed out at the fi- at, about your finances over the holidays. Yeah. Imagine if you could be more generous. Imagine if you could be more giving. Imagine if you could do more hosting. Imagine if you could get more of the salt of life because your finances were on autopilot and you knew you had the clarity and confidence. I mean, that's why we're talking about this. You put the finances on ice and you have more of yourself to give, to give, to, you know, Whatever, whatever you're called to. And so you look at um, what are the big financial stressors? Well, buying gifts, that's a big chunk. You've got to be saving up for three bank account system. We're going to talk more about that in a second. The second one is expecting or relying on a Christmas bonus or a Christmas raise, something like that, that doesn't come. Um, and the third is potentially travel. It's the it's it's the time of year, either Thanksgiving or Christmas, where these are the biggest, busiest travel days of the year. And maybe not this year, maybe not this year. And so it might look different. But typically you're buying a plane ticket or others are buying a plane ticket. You're either buying the plane ticket or you're buying the turkey, at least the way I see it. (laughs) You're buying the plane ticket or you're buying all of the pop that people are going to be drinking and all of the whatever people are going to be drinking, right? So you're either spending money hosting or you're spending money traveling. And here's what I have seen. And Kevin, you can can tell me if you've seen it differently. Typically those expenses, if you're good enough to save up in advance for presents, typically the travel and or the hosting goes on the credit card and then you pay that off, hopefully, when you get the bill in January. And so it might not mean a big expense at the time, November, December, but it usually means a bigger expense as the financial hangover to start the year. Um, That can be problematic. What are your thoughts, Kevin? Well, this is an interesting time because of what happened in 2020. And it seems like folks are either in a position of abundance or scarcity right now. Because I'm talking with business owners who are saying, listen, not only are we ahead of where we were last year, but we're ahead of where we were when we had our best year ever. And they're amazed at what's happening. So that's that's one side of the the story. And the other side of the story is if you're in an industry or a business that has been adversely affected by what happened in 2020, you may be in, in a time of great scarcity. Right. And you right. might be saying, hey, I, I, unless something changes here, I don't see how we survive this thing. Dine, so one of my favorite shows is, is Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. I, I wonder... Like, I wonder how many of those diners, drive-ins, and dives are going to be able to make it, right? Those are, 
Those are salt of the earth folks, local community folks have a following in the in the community, and if they've had to shut down, like that's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. So so a lot of folks are finding a financial situation for themselves that they didn't anticipate, whether it's on the plus side or on the minus side. So one thing that I like to think about is okay, if I'm not if I'm not traveling or incurring the normal expenses that I would incur at the holiday season, what might I do with that financially? And so I I would kind of just go down from from I prioritize a list when you think about resource allocation, how do I do this? If I had some extra money and Mike where I'm seeing this right now is with a lot of retired clients, they said, hey, we were going to go to Ireland to watch Notre Dame play football. And we were going to do this, and we were going to do that, and we have these resources, and we got it all refunded. So what do we do? And I say, okay, whether you're retired or whether you're working towards becoming retired someday, I I would go back and work with my certified financial planner to say, what are my financial priorities? And then if I need to shore up my three bank account system and make sure I've got the right amount of, of reserves in the bank, I would do that. But you might say, hey, listen, I'm, I'm, I've got, I'm at a point where I've got extra. What do I do with that? And I've seen some folks that have made uh, some decisions. Some folks said, hey, listen, my adult children now have uh, jobs and resources but they're not fully funding Roth IRAs. I've got extra money. We're not doing the trip. I'm actually going to put some money in in my kids' Roth IRA, and um, that a lot of people don't realize you can do these types of things. Yeah, right. That's the creativity piece. I mean, you, you've got to have the the um, the three C's, right? Confidence and clarity where you stand, you're on the right track. And and then from there, the creativity. Am I doing everything I possibly could? Is there a different way to get from here to there? And and that's the creativity piece. So um, so I, 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 I agree with that, Kevin. I mean, this is going to be a different year. You might not be hosting as much or as many. Mm-hmm. You might not. I mean, we went to uh, do the honey-baked ham and not around anymore. And uh, so... Really? Yeah, at least the website said permanently closed. So there hmm. we go, Martin. Wow. So anyway, and uh, and so you might not be buying that that plane ticket, or you might be driving. It might look different, and if that means less stress financially, great, and put that money towards the right purpose. Um, and and I I like the idea of delinking and kind of decoupling uh, holiday and family time separate that from financial stress in the the way i completely agree and th- this is the big secret it we kevin and i and and josh and all of our our team here at kfg we've helped people with their finances and we've gotten to do some pretty amazing things help people sell businesses for millions of dollars and help them retire and buy the second place and help people avoid bankruptcy and really everything in between but if you were to ask me What's the one principle? What's the one thing that you've seen change the most lives? It's the three bank account system. It's getting this structure in place. The three bank account system is is your immediate spending, so money that's coming in, your income every single month, and then your expenses every single month, and making sure that's in balance. That's your that's your first bank account. Your second bank account is delayed spending. 
not savings. It's delayed spending. It's you intentionally setting money aside automatically every month to save up for known upcoming expenses. Well, gee, that could be Christmas presents. That could be Christmas travel. We usually go shopping uh, on Black Friday in Chicago, Magnificent Mile. That's expensive. Parking is stinking expensive. (laughs) Save up for that. I do. Our anniversary is in December. I save up for that. Life insurance, I want to pay that once a year. I save up for that. These Any expense you can anticipate, you save up for in delayed spending. That's your second, so then you can just pay cash. It's not a financial stressor. And then the third bank account is an emergency fund. We talked about it a few weeks ago, financial confidence. That that doesn't mean um, you are bomb-proof, but you've got some protection. You're, bullet, you're wearing a bulletproof vest. If something hits you, you've got some resources right there in case of emergency. Those are the three bank accounts. You've got to work with your certified financial planner. It's not brain surgery. It's not rocket science. But getting it set up can be difficult. Working it can be difficult, but that's what you need. Work with your CFP to get that in place. All right, we've got questions from fans of the show. We're going to hit that and more coming up on The Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. The Wise Money Show is brought to you by the attorneys at South Bank Legal, First State Bank, Diane Bennett and the Inspired Homes Team, and Bethel University Adult and Graduate Studies. What happens if you've uh, been bidding on houses? Try you thought you were going to move this year, and you've been outbid, been outbid a few times. Is is now the time for you to get prepared to uh, to make a stronger bid and have it not wreck your financial life? We're going to talk about that. It's a great question from a fan of the show. Coming up, this is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name is Mike Bernard. Here with me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn. Make sure you stay up to date on all Wise Money content. You can do so online, wisemoneyshow.com. Find us there. And then all over social media, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, wherever you're at, we're, we are there as well. Search the Wise Money Show and follow us there. Subscribe to it, and you can leave questions there as well. We've got a couple of questions that have been left on the YouTube channel we're going to hit in just a second. Before we do... Let's just put a wrap here. I mean, again, this is I. You know, I, I'm sort of a I'm sort of a sap for a few things. And Disney, yeah, I'm a sap for Disney. I mean, it is. It's family time. <laughs> it's fun. It's so stinking creative. You know, I, I just love it. And I'm a sap for the holidays. I just if I can if I can throw this out there, some of you men could relate to me. Cindy's got uh, Hallmark Christmas movies started. You know, October this year. Like, and I'm not saying end of October. I'm saying October. Like she loves Hallmark <laughs> Christmas movies, and we're the type of family hey, that has a lot of decorations. And for I Christmas. can tell you how all of those end. When my wife they, is I watching those, this... I say, "Honey, do you want me to know the the good looking guy ends up with the good looking girl, even though it seems there's no way it's possible?" And they live happily ever after. That's right. In the in the final thirty seconds, it yeah. all comes together. <laughs> Every single one, it's the exact same. But you know, I, I uh, and and as as a believer, you know, I just I do. I, the Christmas season is special, and yet for many people, it's financially stressful. And mm-hmm. and this is this is where financial wisdom is needed. Work with your certified financial planner to relieve that stress. It doesn't need to be that way, regardless of your means. And and it doesn't need to be that way. So 
I think a big piece of it is this three bank account system. But the other piece, it's it's got to be the three bank account system, again, not just in a vacuum, but in connection to all of your financial goals in all six areas of your financial life. Three bank account system is really present financial position. You've got to tie that in with the other five areas of your financial life. Your CFP can do that. And then you've got clarity on where you stand financially, confidence you're doing the right things, you're on track. And even if that's not perfect, but but you've got confidence, okay, I'm, I'm making some, some changes, I'm making some enhancements, I'm working the system. And you've got the creativity of someone who does this for a living, who looks and spends all day, every day thinking about the, the best ways for people to get from here to there as efficiently as possible. So, I mean, that's really, that's, that's really the secret. When you've got that done, you're able to be more present. You're able to enjoy more conversations. You're able to be more generous. Isn't it funny? The, the more generous you are, the better you feel. So giving to others really should be a, a, a selfish thing, right? But you're, you don't do that if you're not sure where you stand financially. So, so really, really, it, it's it, Christmas and the, the holidays, it's not about money. But for many of us, money gets in the way. Don't do that. Don't yeah. do that. And, and you can make some changes. You can make some enhancements in your life. Contact your CFP. Yeah, don't let it be an obstacle. And maybe one of the best Christmas presents you could give yourself this year is the gift of financial planning. And if you are a parent with adult children and these children are coachable and goal-oriented, maybe one of the greatest gifts you could give them for Christmas is the gift of financial planning. Yeah, and if you're hearing us and you're saying, well, of course, or, you know, that's not possible, well, you're going to decide right now how Christmas is going to feel next year. You're going to decide right now. So take some steps today to have uh, put yourself in a better situation for next year. So, all right, let's jump into some questions from fans of the show. Gosh, houses are emotional. Got this question. And uh, we bid on a house that we lost due to someone outbidding us. Our offer was already above the asking price. And I was worried about not getting it and not being able to, uh, to, to get a mortgage that high. Okay. We were outbid. But what would you suggest if we don't think we can get a mortgage as high as we need to because the value of the house goes up. Now, this is a tricky thing. Let me tell, let me set the stage so you can understand what's going on because you, you might be wondering, well, wait a second, how could you not get a mortgage for what the value of the house is? So at least up to this point, I have no idea what will even happen tomorrow, but at least up to this point, this is one of the surprises of the pandemic has been the roaring housing market. It's, it's unbelievable how 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 active the housing market's been. And so, okay, all day long, this house is worth 200000 But those houses are being sold for a lot more than that. So they list it for two twenty-five, and they get multiple offers first day, come in, and, and the highest offer is two fifty. They sell it for two fifty. Well, then the bank, you know, the buyer's got to go get a mortgage, and the bank's going to do an appraisal of that house. Now, to me, this is where I get, I get a little cynical because I feel like, well, the value of that house is what someone's willing to pay for it. So I guess it's two fifty. dollars But the bank will come in and say, no, 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 no. That house is only worth $200,000. I know you're willing to pay two fifty. dollars Good for you. But it's only worth $200,000. We're not going to loan you money as if it's worth two fifty, dollars because we have to protect our interest. So they're, gonna, they're only going to loan you money as if it's only $200,000, which means you've got to come up with the extra cash. Now, there's a few things you can think about right here. 
number one, to me, this is just a sign of potential bubble. I mean, wouldn't you say, uh, well, this doesn't, this didn't happen at the bottom in 09, in 08. <laughs> so you've got to just right. at least say, well, we might be in an asset bubble here. It might last a long time, but just, you know, tread lightly, be careful, Tr- don't overextend. But then the second is, yeah, the- you might need to look at where can you get cash because you might not be able to get all the money you need from the bank for a mortgage. And there's a there there's a difference because if I am in an asset bubble, what's my response? Well, there are a couple of different responses, but one is going to be based on, hey, I just moved to this area and I need a place to live versus, you know what? We we want to we want to be in a different house. We want to be in a different neighborhood, a different what have you. And you say, well, here's the good news. You can probably sell your house for more than you ever thought you could. The problem is the house that you want to buy across town is going to cost more than you ever thought it would. So this is this is where you want to have a strategy and a plan that says, hey, long term, what do I want to do? Because if long term I'm willing to overpay for a place to live, then then you have to make decisions based on that. But it it's hard to justify or it's hard to make a case to say, hey, overpay for something right now uh, unless you it's it's a it's kind of the, the crisis mode. Hey, I've got to have a place to live. I've got to have a place for my family. Then then you're that's a different approach than saying, hey, I we, we would like to change. We don't have to move, but we'd like to move. Yeah. I, I mean, this is interesting. We we actually saw. When you when you hear the word panic with um, with buying and selling, it's usually associated with selling. There's panic selling. We've had panic buying this year. Yes, we've had panic buying in stocks, in in housing, in toilet paper. Like, <laughs> right? We have had panic buying, which is I've never seen that before, but we've had that. And so, Kevin, you're absolutely right. I mean. If you if you find yourself in the situation and you've got to get a house, then you've got to be working with a certified financial planner to make sure you don't overextend yourself. But if it's just a more of a want, well, we we like this house, but we'd like this other house better. It's in a different school district. It's got an extra bedroom. It's got a nicer bathroom. It's got an updated kitchen. Then the tricky part is, especially in this case, if you're going to overpay, and I I guess don't get mad at me for even saying that. I'm just saying if it if the appraisal is 400 and you've got to buy it for 450, then you're overpaying at least today. Okay? And it might the, the value might be 450, the appraised value might be 450 in a few years, but it's not today. Then in order for you to 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 buy that, to win it, right? And you might need to have a different sacrifice in your financial life. And you better do that with eyes wide open. Know what you're saying no to by saying yes to the house. Now, if you're flush with cash, it might just be, well, I'm saying no to um, you know, having this much in the bank account or this much in an investment brokerage account. I'm just going to take it out and whatever. Watch out for capital gains and so on. And so that would be easy work with your CFE. But it's also possible you could be saying no to saving as aggressively in retirement because you've got to back your contributions from 10% to 6 to afford the higher mortgage. And that would be that that would probably be a dangerous trade-off. 
work with your CFP, see how this decision fits in all six areas of your financial life. Don't do that unconsciously. Say, well, in order for this to work, we'll, we'll bring the, the 401k savings down for a little bit, and then we'll boost it right back up when I get that bonus, when I get that raise. What? Be very careful, very careful. Yeah, and this is, this is where when you say, when do people make mistakes in their financial life? And most of the time, a mistake is connected to emotions. So if you are emotional about this, just assume somehow, some way, shape, or form, you're going to be making a mistake. So I would encourage you to not be emotional about this. And you say, well, how do I take the emotions out of this? As Mike said, you're working with your your certified financial planner. But the other thing you want to do is have a checklist. Work off of a checklist and say, all right, these are the things that are most important to us. These are the things that would cause us to um, violate our guiding principles. No, don't violate your principles. No, I mean, I, and I've been in that. I've been in the middle of um, building campaigns and projects and, and house buying and all this other stuff. And people say, well, we've always believed this, but 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 this is the time this is this would be the appropriate time to violate my guiding principles. And so I say, well, this probably this is this is the time that your guiding principles are likely going to save your but so so I would not I would not make this the time when I'm making adjustments to my guiding principles. I would make this the time when I'm making adjustments to the house that I just can't live without. So here is the thing. I mean, let's and I don't want to belabor this, but um, you this is how it's been. There's been panic buying. And depending on the house in the area that you live in, you, you might be able to relate to this. But you might have been like the individual that wrote in and and lost a house, or you might be thinking, I'd like to buy a house this upcoming year. Just be aware this is happening and do the right things right now to be preparing for it. Because if you get in and you see that picture window and you see the kids' bedrooms and then you realize, and you can just see yourself there, and they've just, you know, the realtor just baked cookies, so it smells wonderful. Mm. And then you're realizing, oh, this is being, this is going to go for over ask. We're not prepared for this. That's when emotions drive to making decisions. So I hope that helps. But uh, all right, that's all the time we have for today. On behalf of Kevin Corhorn, myself, and all of us at KFG, have a great weekend. We'll see you next Saturday for the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Securities offered through Silver Oak Securities, member FINRA slash SIPC. Advisory services offered through KFG Wealth Management, LLC. Doing business as Corhorn Financial Group. KFG Wealth Management, LLC and Silver Oak Securities Incorporated companies are unaffiliated.